Today is September the 14th. Today, we see the Leper King. Reading through your Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read 2 Chronicles 26 through 29. In chapter 26, we're told the story of Uzziah. Uh, a variant spelling is Azariah. You'll find these two names used interchangeably. Uh, this was during the, the uh, ministry of Isaiah the prophet. In Isaiah chapter 26, Uzziah, who had been a good king, decides in verse 16, to go into the temple and make an offering to the Lord. Now, you would think, well, shouldn't he be able to do that? Uh, not in Israel. The priests were the only one to make an offering. In other nations around Israel, the king was also high priest. It appears like Uzziah became uh, infatuated with the idea of uniting the civil leadership with military leadership and religious leadership. When he did, before he even left the temple, he was struck with an infectious skin disease. They called it leprosy. We don't know if it's what we call leprosy today. It certainly has some of those characteristics, but it was very infectious. Uzziah spent the rest of his life living in a different palace and having his son, uh, Jotham, as co-regent. So in chapter 27, verse 2, Jotham did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. He was like his father, except he didn't make offerings in the temple. Chapter 28, we have King Ahaz. Um, uh, the first verse of chapter 28 ends saying, He did not do what was pleasing in the sight of the Lord. In uh, verse 24 of that chapter, the king took the various articles from the temple of God and broke them into pieces. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple so that no one could worship there. So the story is told of the temple actually being shut up. We come then to chapter 29. His son, Hezekiah, becomes king. 29.2, he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. And in verse 3, in the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord. Uh, important, because as Israel returns to uh, Palestine, they will rebuild a temple and reopen its doors. So the book of Chronicles wants to tell of another time in which the temple was shut down, but then reopened. Enjoy today 
as you read 2 Chronicles 26 to 29. 2 Chronicles 26 through 29, New Living Translation. 2 Chronicles 26. All the people of Judah crowned Amaziah's 16-year-old son Uzziah as king in place of his father. After his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt the town of Elath and restored it to Judah. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother was Jechaliah from Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Uzziah sought the Lord during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. Uzziah declared war on the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jebna, and Ashdod. Then he built new towns in the Ashdod area and in other parts of Philistia. God helped him in his war against the Philistines, his battles with the Arabs of Gur, and his war with the Minunites. The Minunites paid annual tribute to him, and his fame spread even to Egypt, for he had become very powerful. Uzziah built fortified towns in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle in the wall. He also constructed forts in the wilderness and dug many water cisterns, because he kept great herds of livestock in the foothills of Judah and on the plains. He was also a man who loved the soil. He had many workers who cared for his farms and vineyards, both in the hillside and in the fertile valleys. Uzziah had an army of well-trained warriors ready to march into battle, unit by unit. This army had been mustered and organized by Jeiel, the secretary of the army, and his assistant, Maaseah. They were under the direction of Hananiah, one of the king's officials. These regiments of mighty warriors were commanded by 2,600 clan leaders. The army consisted of 307,500 men, all elite troops. They were prepared to assist the king against the army. Uzziah provided the entire army with shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and slinging stones, and he built structures on the walls of Jerusalem designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and hurled large stones from the towers and the corners of the wall. His fame spread far and wide, for the Lord gave him marvelous help, and he became very powerful. But when he had became powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Ahaziah the high priest went in after him with eighty other priests of the Lord, all brave men. They confronted King Uzziah and said, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priest alone, the descendants of Aaron, who are set apart for this work. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have sinned. The Lord your God will not honor you for this. Uzziah, who was holding the incense burner, became furious. But as he was standing there raging at the priest before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. When Azariah the high priest and all the other priests saw the leprosy, they rushed him out, and the king himself was eager to get out because the Lord had struck him. So King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in isolation in a separate house, for he was excluded from the temple of the Lord.
His son Jotham was put in charge of the royal palace, and he governed the people of the land. The rest of the events of Uzziah's reign, from beginning to end, are recorded by the prophet Isaiah son of Amos. When Uzziah died, he was buried with his ancestors. His grave was in a nearby burial field belonging to the kings, for the people said he had leprosy, and his son Jotham became the next king. Second Chronicles 27 Jotham was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His mother was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. Jotham did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. He did everything his father Uzziah had done, except Jotham did not sin by entering the temple of the Lord. But the people continued in their corrupt ways. Jotham rebuilt the upper gate of the temple of the Lord. He also did extensive rebuilding on the wall at the hill of Ophel. He built towns in the hill country of Judah and constructed fortresses and towers in the wooded areas. Jotham went to war against the Ammonites and conquered them. Over the next three years, he received from them an annual tribute of 7,500 pounds of silver, 50,000 bushels of wheat, and 50,000 bushels of barley. King Jotham became powerful because he was careful to live in obedience to the Lord his God. The rest of the events of Jotham's reign, included his wars and other activities, are recorded in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. When Jotham died, he was buried in the city of David, and his son Ahaz became the next king. Second Chronicles 28 Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. He did not do what was pleasing in the sight of the Lord, as his ancestor David had done. Instead, he followed the example of the kings of Israel. He cast metal images for worship of Baal. He offered sacrifices in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and sacrificing his own sons in the fire. In this way, he followed the detestable practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the pagan shrines and on the hills under every green tree. Because of all of this, the Lord his God allowed the king of Aram to defeat Ahaz and exile large numbers of his people to Damascus. The army of the king of Israel also defeated Ahaz, and inflicted many casualties on his army. In a single day, Pekah, son of Remaliah, Israel's king, killed 120,000 of Judah's troops, all of them experienced warriors, because they had abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Then Zikri, a warrior of Ephraim, killed Manasseh, the king's son, Azrakam, the king's palace commander, and Elkanah, the king's second-in-command. The armies of Israel captured 200,000 women and children from Judah and seized tremendous amounts of plunder, which they took back to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord named Obed was there in Samaria when the army of Israel returned home. He went out to meet them and said, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, was angry with Judah and let you defeat them. But you have gone too far, killing them without mercy, and all heaven is disturbed. And now you are planning to make slaves of the people of Judah and Jerusalem. What about your own sins against the Lord your God? Listen to me and return these prisoners you have taken, for they are your own relatives. Watch out, because now the Lord's fierce anger has been turned against you. Then some of the leaders of Israel, 
Azariah son of Jehohanan, Bekiah son of Meshillamoth, Jehezkiah son of Shehelam, and Amasa son of Hadlei agreed with this and confronted the men returning from battle. You must not bring the prisoners here, they declared. We cannot afford to add to our sins and guilt. Our guilt is already great, and the Lord's fierce anger is already turned against Israel. So the warriors released the prisoners and handed over the plunder in the sight of the leaders and all the people. Then the four men, just mentioned by name, came forward and distributed clothes and plunder to the prisoners who were naked. They provided clothing and sandals to wear, gave them enough food and drink, and dressed their wounds with olive oil. They put those who were weak on donkeys and took all the prisoners back to their own people in Jericho, the city of Psalms. Then they returned to Samaria. At that time, King Ahaz of Judah had the king of Assyria for help. The armies of Edom had again invaded Judah and taken captives, and the Philistines had raided towns located in the foothills of Judah and in the Negev of Judah. They had already captured and occupied Beth Shemesh, Agilon, Gedaroth, Soko with its villages, Timnah with its villages, and Gibzo with its villages. The Lord was humbling Judah because of King Ahaz of Judah, for he had encouraged his people to sin and had been utterly unfaithful to the Lord. So when King Tiglath-Bileser of Assyria arrived, he attacked Ahaz instead of helping him. Ahaz took valuable items from the Lord's temple, the royal palace, and from the homes of his officials, and gave them to the king of Assyria as tribute. But this did not help him. Even during this time of trouble, King Ahaz continued to reject the Lord. He offered sacrifices to the gods of Damascus, who had defeated him. Since these gods help the kings of Aram, they will help me too, if I sacrifice to them. But instead they led to his ruin, and the ruin of all Judah. The king took from various articles of the temple and broke them into pieces. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple so that no one could worship there, and he set up altars to pagan gods in every corner of Jerusalem. He made pagan shrines in all the towns of Judah for offering sacrifices to other gods. In this way, he aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of his ancestors. The rest of the events of Ahaz's reign and everything he did from beginning to end are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. When Ahaz died, he was buried in Jerusalem, but not in the royal cemetery of the kings of Judah. Then his son Hezekiah became the next king. Second Chronicles 29 Hezekiah was twenty-five years old when he became the king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-nine years. His mother was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had. In the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. He summoned the priests and Levites to meet him at the courtyard east of the temple. He said to them, Listen to me, you Levites, purify yourself and purify the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all of the defiled things from the sanctuary. Our ancestors were unfaithful and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned the Lord and his dwelling place. They turned their backs to him. They also shut the doors to the temple entry room, and they snuffed out the lamps. They stopped burning incense and pleasing burnt offerings at the sanctuary of the God of Israel. 
That is why the Lord's anger has fallen upon Judah and Jerusalem. He has made them an object of dread, horror, and ridicule, as you can see with your own eyes. Because of this, our fathers have been killed in battle, and our sons and daughters and wives have been captured. But now I will make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger will turn away from us. My sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. The Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to lead the people in worship and present offerings to him. Then these Levites got right to work. From the clan of Kohath, Mahath, son of Amasahai, and Joel, son of Azariah. From the clan of Merari, Kish, son of Abdi, and Azariah, son of Jehalalel. From the clan of Gershon, Joah, son of Zimmerah, Azariah, son of Jehalalel. From the clan of Gershon, Joah, son of Zimmah, and Eden, son of Joah. From the family of Elizaphan, Shimri, and Jeiel. From the family of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mataniah. From the family of Heman, Jehiel, and Shimei. From the family of Jeduthun, Shimea, and Uzziel. These men called together their fellow Levites, and they all purified themselves. Then they began to cleanse the temple of the Lord, just as the king had commanded. They were careful to follow all the Lord's instructions in their work. The priest went into the sanctuary of the temple of the Lord to cleanse it, and they took out to the temple courtyard all the defiled things they found. From there the Levites carted it all out to the Kidron Valley. They began the work in early spring, on the first day of the new year, and in eight days they had reached the entire room of the Lord's temple. Then they purified the temple of the Lord itself, which took another eight days, so the entire task was completed in sixteen days. Then the Levites went to King Hezekiah and gave him this report. We have cleansed the entire temple of the Lord, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the table of the bread of the presence with all its utensils. We have also recovered all the items described by King Azahiah when he was unfaithful and closed the temple. They are now in front of the altar of the Lord, purified and ready to use. Early the next morning, King Hezekiah gathered the city officials and went to the temple of the Lord. They brought seven bulls, seven rams, and seven male lambs as burnt offerings, together with seven male goats as a sin offering for the kingdom, for the temple, and for Judah. The king commanded the priests, who were descendants of Aaron, to sacrifice the animals on the altar of the Lord. So they killed the bulls, and the priests took the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. Next they killed the rams and sprinkled their blood on the altar, and finally they did the same with the male lambs. The male goats for the sin offering were then brought before the king and the assembly of people, who laid their hands on them. The priests then killed the goats as a sin offering and sprinkled their blood on the altar to make atonement for the sins of all Israel. The king had specifically commanded that this burnt offering and sin offering should be made for all Israel. King Hezekiah then stationed the Levites at the temple of the Lord with cymbals, lyres, and harps. He obeyed all the commands that the Lord had given King David through God, the king Seir, and the prophet Nathan. The Levites then took their position around the temple with the instruments of David, with the instruments of David, and the priests took their positions with the trumpets. 
Then Hezekiah ordered that the burnt offering be placed on the altar. As the burnt offering was presented, songs of praise to the Lord were begun, accompanied by the trumpets and other instruments of David, the former king of Israel. The entire assembly worshipped the Lord as the singers sang and the trumpets blew, until all the burnt offerings were finished. Then the king and everyone with him bowed down in worship. King Hezekiah and the officials ordered the Levites to praise the Lord with the psalm written by David and Asaph the seer. So they offered joyous praise and bowed down in worship. Then Hezekiah declared, Now that you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord, bring your sacrifices and thanksgiving offerings to the temple of the Lord. So the people brought their sacrifices and thanksgiving offerings, and all whose hearts were willing brought burnt offerings too. The people brought to the Lord seventy bulls, a hundred rams, and two hundred male lambs for burnt offerings. They also brought six hundred cattle and three thousand sheep and goats as sacred offerings. But there were too few priests to prepare all the burnt offerings, so their relatives, the Levites, helped them until the work was finished, and more priests had been purified. For the Levites had been more conscientious about purifying themselves than the priest had been. There was an abundance of burnt offerings along with the usual liquid offerings, and a great deal of fat from many peace offerings. So the temple of the Lord was restored to service, and Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced because of what God had done for the people. For everything had been accomplished so quickly. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Hezekiah's reforms.